So today's topic is a little tricky. It's a little sensitive. And I trust that you know that this is coming from me with a massive amount of love and understanding. And that I see you and I hear you and I understand your struggles and I know your struggles and I love you. Hello and welcome to this episode 8 of Peace by Pieces. I'm your host, Ashley Hutt. Thank you for watching or listening today. So today we're going to talk about the first steps to changing your life. Maybe you have reached a point where things just feel out of control. You feel like you are running from one thing to the next with like a basket trying to catch everything so that it doesn't break. Maybe you are spending your days checking all of the boxes and doing what you're told, doing what other people have told you that you need to do, trying to fulfill all the needs of all of the roles that you carry, trying to be there for everybody. Or maybe you even are at a, at a different spot and yet you know that in one area of your life or two or three or five areas of your life, something needs to change. Now, I've been there, and I still am there from time to time, although it is much less, and I have the tools and the capacity and the, and the skills to shift out of those better now. And when I look back at all of those kind of turning points in my life, the locations are different, the situations are different, the other people involved are different. But there is a one thing that is consistent through each of those moments in time, and that's me. So today we're going to talk about the first step to creating that change that you feel you need in your life, whether it's because the pain of something has gotten too great or because you are wanting something different, whether you're moving away from something that you know you don't want or you are wanting to take steps towards something that you do want. Whichever of those fields that you're in, something's got to change. And that change starts with you. And that may sound cliche, but I'm going to share a story right now. Personal story that just happened to me a couple of days ago that illustrates the power that we have that is crystal clear. So I'm a recovering biter and picker of my fingers. And it's something, it's a, it's a habit that I have had since I was a very small child. And it's, um, and it's gross. <laughs> and I don't like it. And it causes me physical pain. And yes, when I look back, I think maybe of all of the kind of like microorganisms that I've probably allowed into my body over the years, and maybe that that increased my immunity or, you know, that there have been beneficial things that have come from it. But overall, it's something that causes me physical pain and that I don't like. And I remember even being self-conscious about it when I was in elementary school. Um, and then when I was a teenager and I had braces, I couldn't bite my fingernails. And I grew long, pretty, strong nails. And those long, pretty, strong nails were perfect for picking my lips. And that habit just transitioned, it shifted, it moved to another piece of my body. And, you know, throughout my adult life, I have kicked the habit of nail biting mostly. Um, I grow 
long. Well, they're short. I keep them short <laughs> for functionality for myself. Um, except for this one, this right index finger. Now this nail um, broke or got snagged or something years ago, maybe five, six, eight years ago. I don't really know. It's been a long time now. So it has become the scapegoat for this habit of mine. And it's the finger that the nail gets chewed off. I know this is gross, guys. Just stick with me, okay? <laughs> and um, so this one nail is the one that gets my attention. This is a habit that I have. I don't say I am a nail biter. This is a habit that I have, and that distinction is important. Um, it is a habit that hurts me. It's a habit that causes me physical pain. It's a habit that I do um, often without awareness. It happens unconsciously. It is a like muscle memory habit. It is a habit that has been with me from the very beginning, <laughs> just like breathing. And I do it almost without even knowing it. And um, once I am aware, like, oh, I'm, oh, I'm biting, I often don't exercise the will to stop, to stop myself. So that's where I am. And I had that moment of truth with myself. Okay. Because right now, this was a couple of days ago. It doesn't hurt right now. But at that moment, it was like, this hurts. This hurts. And, and I did this. I did this. Now this example is crystal clear because there's literally no one else involved other than myself, right? There's no one else involved in this process of me biting my nails and causing myself pain. Right now, it hurt. I bit a little too deep. I tore off a little too deep, and it hurts. And I have no one to blame but me. I have no one to blame but me. No one else is biting my nail, and no one else was making me bite my nail. These are things that my body, mind, the things that I have control over are doing. And no one else holds the responsibility for me to change this habit, to take steps to change this. And I can't throw it on anyone else. I can't blame anyone else. I can't throw this responsibility on anyone else. Well, I could. I could. <laughs> I could try. But that would be incorrect because it's no one else's fault. And I know that. Um, and it would be disempowering for me because if you do throw the responsibility onto someone else, then you are denying the, your own power that you have over yourself. So like I said, this is a crystal clear example of taking personal responsibility for one's actions, habits, and behaviors, um, because clearly it's my hand, my teeth, <laughs> and I'm the one doing it, and I'm the one that's creating pain for myself. There's no one else involved. However, this vein of personal responsibility does also play into circumstances and situations in other areas of our life where there are other people involved. And me looking back in that moment when I realized, like, this is, this is me, this is me, and no one else can make me stop doing this but me, I thought about all of the other things in my life that no one else made me overeat. No one else made me drink. No one else made me not ask for help. No one else made me have migraines. No one else made me work a job that I hated 
No one else made me say yes when I wanted to say no. No one else made me do that. These are decisions that I made. And it's not just the bad things or the, quote, bad things, the detrimental things. No one else made me invest in myself. No one else made me prioritize me and my well-being. No one else made me journal in the mornings to gain insight and mindfulness over myself and self-awareness. No one else made me listen to the recordings that I create that retrain my brain and my thought patterns. No one else made me embrace patience and connection with my daughter and to parent in a different way. No one else made me do that. I chose that. No one else made me get a divorce. No one else made me get married in the first place. I chose this. No one else made me do the inner work. No one else made me grow. No one else made me heal and look at the parts of me that were hurting. No one else made my decisions for me. And no one else developed this confidence and peace that I hold over most areas of my life today. I did that. I took those steps, shaky and uncertain. Some of those steps hurt. I was forging my own path, walking my own path, instead of the path that everyone else walks. Yeah, I got snagged on some branches. It's happened more than once. I've stubbed my toe a couple of times. I've tripped and I've fallen. And I'm sure all of those things will happen again. But it's worth the risk because the pain that you may feel from living your wholehearted life or working toward that is a different kind of pain than suffering and sacrificing, trying to be and do everything for everyone, to make sure that everybody likes you, to be accepted and included and belong. Because I bet... Parts of you may feel that way, but deep down inside, you know that there's some masks. <laughs> I had them. I still do in some situations, but I'm aware of them now. And I made the choice to do this work, and I know you can too. All of those, that pain of forging my own path, the pain that I still feel from time to time, it's a different kind of pain than the pain I felt when I was trying to shove myself into other people's boxes of what they thought that I should do, be, feel, the actions that I should be doing, the way I should be using my time. Now, I, as I peel back layers, I am soft and squishy and raw and vulnerable, but I'm also full of peace and confidence, clarity, solid in who I am, able to give love and kindness and patience to myself and my people, the level of healing and belonging and connection and comfort that I am now capable of accessing came from uncovering me from the layers of conditioning and programming and societal expectations and familial expectations, uncovering me from the layers and the masks, forging my own path, the one meant for me and not that well-worn path over there, full of people that have shoved themselves into the boxes that's full of people, lots of people walking around uncomfortable, unconnected, feeling pain, feeling lonely, and unseen, unheard, misunderstood, unloved, unworthy. There are lots of people over there on that path, lots of people to commiserate with. Oh, this is just the way it is. Oh, you know, I'm super busy. 
oh, you know how it is. Everybody goes back to work after they have kids. It's just how it, how it, how it is. Living the dream. I'm living the dream, you know. Drinking their worries away, numbing their worries away, scrolling their worries away. The worries don't go away. They're just numbed. So where are you in this path? Maybe you're where I was three years ago, four years ago, when nearly every area of my life was a dumpster fire <laughs> and things needed to change. Or maybe you're where I am right now, where most areas of my life are great and there's still a couple that I'm working on. But the key factor in both of those situations is me and is you. I hold the power over my life and you hold the power over your life. And sometimes we just need a catalyst. One action, one shift, one change, something that moves us in a different direction. Because if we keep doing the same thing over and over, we're going to keep getting the same thing that we've always got. If you want something different, you've got to do something different. Try it. Do something. And see. A catalyst shifts something. A catalyst breaks something. A catalyst opens something up. Because something's got to change. And you hold the power for that. Because the pain of staying here has grown too great. This box of conformity is crowded and stinky. Let's get you out of there. Join me for my three-day micro-event. It's absolutely free. Called The Catalyst. It'll be live starting February 22nd, 2023. And after that, it will be a, um, a little mini course that you can do at any time, delivered straight to your email. There will be three short micro videos or audios that you can listen to as it fits into your day, because I know how busy you are, and three new micro shifts to incorporate in your life now so that you can feel better now. Micro steps that you can take right now because it all starts with you. We'd love to have you in there. Please register for free at ashleyhutt.com. That's A-S-H-L-E-Y-H-U-T-T.com. And that wraps up this episode eight, Piece by Pieces. Thank you for watching or listening. Please give us a like and please rate this podcast and share with any friends, family, neighbors, coworkers, anyone else that you think could benefit from this. I greatly appreciate it. And I appreciate you because you are awesome. Thank you.